John 12, verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd had been with him, and when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for the day. We thank you so much for the many blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for your love and kindness and generosity. Father, I, I thank you for the, the many blessings that you've given to us. And Lord, what a, a blessing it was to see these young children today waving these palm branches. And uh, Father, uh, we thank you for what you're doing in this church and in this community. I thank you for what you're doing in our children's ministry, uh, for the many hands that make that possible. Father, uh, help us today to have faith like a child. Help us today to hear your word and respond in a way that would bring you honor and glory. Help us to trust to believe, to have faith. Father, I, I recognize today that I have a part in this service. And so, Lord, if you would, forgive me my sin. Cleanse me of the unrighteousness that is in my life. Give me the grace that is necessary to preach your word in a way that would bring honor and glory to your name a way to bring sinners to repentance and believers into a time of renewal and their relationship with you. Lord, if there's someone here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord, I pray that today would be that day, the day where they admit that they are a sinner, believe that Jesus is the Son of God and confess Christ as Savior and Lord. Lord, we just so desire to see souls being saved. We desire to reach this community, and I pray that today, through the preaching of your word, that somebody would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, see their need for him, and respond with obedience to your will for their life. Father, for the believer that's here today that may be struggling or going through hardships or times of uncertainty or even just, Father, they are wearied burdened. Maybe they're even unaware that you are going to speak to them today. But Father, if you would, give them the grace they need to hear from you. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. 
And all God's people said, Amen. When something bad happens, what do you do? Oftentimes, we see that people will try to minimize the damage, you know. This weekend is the Final Four weekend for college basketball. We saw two uh, men's, actually four men's teams play yesterday. And, uh, you know, when one team would go on a run, uh, the other, the opposing coach would do what? He would call a timeout, right? Because he's trying to stop the bleeding. He's trying to minimize the damage. When someone at work or a student at school school gets in trouble, what do they do? They try to shift the blame to somebody else, right? It wasn't me, it was somebody else hoping to... When I was a a young kid, my grandfather would take us to dinner, you know, and uh, my grandmother as well was there, my parents were there, and and he would, my grandfather would bet my dad $5 that one of us four kids would spill a cup before the end of the dinner, you know? And whenever that would happen, like, it wasn't my fault, right? I mean, it wasn't, it was somebody else's fault that that would happen. And uh, when you, you know, you're a kid, you just try to not get in trouble. You don't want to, you want to minimize the damage, right? You would think of all the times to have Jesus murdered, this would not be the ideal time. And this week was the week of Passover. And Jerusalem would swell in numbers and people who lived outside of Jerusalem would come into the city for this feast festival. And so one estimate is that over 100,000 people were there in Jerusalem for Passover. I don't know about you, but if I was in charge of Jesus and the disciples, I would want to put my, my best, I want it, I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to put my best in line to be murdered. You know, like if I, I mean, what person that leads any type of organization that's, you know, a, a basketball team or a company or a, you know, any, I mean, what organization would say, you know what I want to do? I want to, everybody to see me at my weakest point. You know, like I want my opponents to see my weakness. You know, I, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, have everybody there to see the leader be killed. Unless, of course, this was the plan all along. Unless, of course, God wanted everyone to see and to hear about his son Jesus dying on that cross. Unless, of course, God wanted everyone to know. Unless, of course, he wanted to make sure there was no doubt that he was dead. Unless, of course... He wanted everyone to see and to hear about the resurrection. Unless, of course, maybe he wanted to provide his people with hope that they too could rise from the dead. In today's passage of Scripture, we see Jesus' triumphal entry. We look at this passage of Scripture together, and I don't think it would take a detective to figure out that Jesus is not hiding from the public eye. He's not shying away from anyone. Friends. The next day, verse 12 says, a large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him, crying 
Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Jesus knows without a shadow of a doubt that when he enters Jerusalem, he is entering his final days. Just in case there is any doubt, John starts this passage out by saying that the next day. So if you're reading this passage of Scripture, kind of like we are today, it's kind of a standalone. But if you're just reading this, then it makes you think, the ne- well, what, was, what happened on the day previous day, right? If it's, today's the next day, what happened yesterday? If we look back just to earlier, we would see that Jesus was in Bethany. And Mary anoints Jesus' feet at the beginning of this chapter. And when she does, one of Jesus' disciples does what? Judas, our favorite disciple. Uh, everybody's favorite, you know. He's critical. And John, the Gospel of John, the John I mean, he just says he's critical, critical because he was in charge of the money. And John is saying, hey, he's, he's a thief. Judas is a thief and he would take the money And so he he wants them to sell that perfume so that he can keep the money for himself. It's not because he actually wants to give to the poor. He wants the money for himself. Listen to how Jesus responded to Judas. Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you are is going to have, but you're not going to always have me. What is he doing? What is he pointing to? His death and burial. If that's not enough foreshadowing, look at the next three verses and you will see that the chief priests are there and they're hearing about what's going on and they're coming after Jesus to kill him. When the crowd heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and met Jesus outside the city. The verse makes it appear that many of the people who are visiting Jerusalem for the festival from outside of Jerusalem are the ones who are meeting Jesus with these palm branches. When they saw Jesus, they cried out, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. The people are quoting Psalm 118 here. Just an FYI, this is not uncommon for them to be crying out Psalm 118 at Passover. But here they're doing it with a sense of purpose, are they not? They're doing it towards somebody, to someone. They have found the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. If there's any doubt, the palm branches were done for people of power, influence, As they entered the city, people would cover the roads with branches. It was the highest form of honor, friends, for the people to cover the streets with these branches. (laughs) If the chief priests wanted to kill Jesus yesterday, can you imagine what they must have been thinking at this moment when there are people We're giving the man they despise the highest form of honor and praise, singing Hosanna, Hosanna. Save us now. Save us now. Help us now. Help us now. That's what Hosanna means. Save us. Help us. 
The people, they loved Jesus. They saw what he was doing and they wanted to be a part. They were longing for this Messiah to come. Save us now. Could it be? Could it be that this boy from now, could it be that he is the Messiah? Save us now. They're crying out. The chief priests had malice in their heart and it must have been burning a hole in their button down, friends. I mean, can you imagine? If the person that you hated the most was receiving all the honor, all the praise on the the weekend that's supposed to be all about you has turned into... I mean, just think about that for a moment. Jesus receives a king's welcome, but he comes riding on a donkey, a colt of a donkey. He comes riding in as a, a servant of peace. Verse 14, And Jesus found a donkey, a young donkey, and sat on it. And just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Some days I wake up and I can just, I mean, I can just hear the birds singing. I mean, the grass is green, the trees are budding. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is peaceful. It's wonderful. I mean, everything is just, it's just hard to be, I mean, sun's shining. And then my kids wake up. You know? And it's like nothing, there's nothing to wear. The closet is full of clothes, but nothing is acceptable to wear. So the food, food is like it's nothing, nothing. Nothing tastes good. Refrigerator is full, but nothing is edible. You know, they go to this school every day, but suddenly it's the worst place ever. And all their friends are there. But they don't like anybody there. They hate their team. I mean, like they woke up and they didn't choose peace. They chose violence, right? I mean, like they are. And as a parent, like you have to make a choice, right? Are you going to respond with peace or are you going to respond with violence? And sometimes the answer is yes. We're going to do both today. I mean, like it's, there's nothing that you can say. There's nothing you can do to make it right. And at some point, you just got to get them in the van or get them in the truck and take them to school or church, or wherever it is. And God bless you, you know. <laughs> Jesus chose to set out on a donkey. He could have come riding in on a horse, right? I mean, he knows what's, like he enters into Jerusalem knowing that this is, he's entering to his last days. He could have came in on a horse with shield and sword, ready to fight, but he didn't. He came in riding on a donkey. We see that today this is an act of peace, but Jesus rode on a donkey because he is also the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. According to Old Testament prophecy, the King of Israel would ride on a donkey. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you righteous. And victorious, lowly, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Jesus is fulfilling this prophecy. 
him riding on this donkey that no one has ever ridden on before is a sign that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords verse 16 his disciples did not understand these things at first but when jesus was glorified then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him verses like these that's kind of a it's almost like well, why is this here you know i mean but I, I think what it does for us as the church today allows us to see that the disciples did not fully understand everything that they were seeing the holy spirit comes and he opens up our eyes and he allows us to see things that we couldn't see without his help and that includes not just us to here today but even the disciples 2,000 years ago. They were an eyewitness, friends, to Jesus' ministry. They saw everything. And in the moment, there were things that they didn't fully understand until the Holy Spirit allowed for them to fully understand. I mean, I can't imagine being one of the disciples' shoes. To have someone like Jesus in your life Three years seems like a long time to be a student, right? I mean, but the older you get, three years doesn't seem all that. I mean, it goes by fast, does it not? I mean, it's almost like it could, it could even seem like Jesus came into their life and he left their life as fast as he came into it, you know? I mean, if Jesus was anybody else, it wouldn't be impossible to think. It wouldn't be outside of... A rational thought to think that these men would just wash out. I mean, three years to learn from somebody, yeah, yeah, that's great. But, I mean, if it was anybody else other than the Son of God, anybody else other than the Messiah, these men could have washed out, I think. Maybe it was just another man. If it was just another man and just another teacher. But when the Holy Spirit came, friends, it opened up their eyes and allowed for them to see and understand and know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was Lord. The divinity of Jesus Christ allows us today to know about him. And if it was just another man... I don't believe we would know him. We would not have the ability to understand and to see and to know our Savior. Verse 17. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, raised him from the dead, continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was they had heard he had done this sign. Last week, Pastor Ken did a great job preaching on the death of Lazarus. Another foreshadowing of what was to come for Jesus. John tells us here that the reason the crowd was so big when Jesus entered Jerusalem was that they saw Lazarus being raised from the dead by Jesus. They heard about this and they continued to bear witness the word witness is used 76 times throughout the New Testament. It means to give evidence, to testify. We've talked about this before, but in this time, there was such a need for two or more people to testify in order for something to be true. And here you have a multitude of people 
bearing witness, giving testimony, sharing of what Jesus had done for Lazarus. I mean, the chief priest couldn't stop this. It had too much momentum, friends. Nothing they say, nothing they could do. They had no power to stop the momentum that Jesus was carrying. Word was spreading. And Jesus wasn't hiding from it, friends. There was no longer any whisper, no mystery, no getting on a boat and escaping the crowd. Jesus was entering into Jerusalem as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He was embracing the call that God had placed on his life. He was embracing his identity as the Messiah, the suffering servant. There was no doubt, no question. Verse 19. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. The Pharisees knew they couldn't stop Jesus. He was beloved by the people. His character, his popularity was growing. The people's desire to see a Savior, to have a Savior, was growing. So what do the Pharisees do? What do you do when you have done something wrong or are in trouble? You try to minimize the damage. Their hope is that through killing Jesus that the people would forget about him. Why would you allow for Jesus to be crucified? I mean, the Pharisees, they managed to turn the people from one day of singing Hosanna, Hosanna, to the next day saying, crucify him, crucify him. Quite the turn, is it not? It isn't through Jesus' charismatic personality that the world has gone after him. You see, you're gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Charisma doesn't get that for you, friends. The reason the world has gone after Jesus is because Jesus has died for the world. His death shows the love of our God. His death brought salvation to all who are willing to believe. Friends, Palm Sunday is a reminder for us as the church to welcome Jesus into our hearts. To allow for us as as people to recognize our need for him. It's an opportunity for sinners to admit that they are a sinner, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and confess Christ as Savior and Lord. As the people welcome Jesus into Jerusalem, do you welcome him today? Do you sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, save me, help me? Do you recognize him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords? 
our Savior died for all of mankind. Is that too much for all of you who pass by? Father, we give you thanks for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together in this place and to worship you. This is about you, Lord. It's not about me. It's not about us. This is an opportunity for the people of God to worship you. And so, Father, I pray that now as we come to a time of response that we would worship you, we would give you honor and praise, and that we would recognize what you have done for us. And Father, if there's someone here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, I pray that today would be that day where they admit that they are a sinner, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and confess Christ as Savior and Lord, that they would welcome Jesus into their hearts, that they would cry out, Hosanna, Father, if you would speak to us now, penetrate our heart, sanctify our thinking, correct our desires, and allow for us to respond in a way that would give you honor and glory. We pray all these things in the name of your Son and all of God's people said.